Hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. Got a big shout out here to my boy Eric Turner, uh, my boy Eric Rivera, Hawks on our Instagram live stream, and also everybody that's tuned in as well on our Facebook live stream as well too, but here we are to deliver yet again another episode here of the Talk That Talk Show, and last episode was, you know, pretty much me telling and talking about everything leading up to, uh, you know, my birthday celebration. Uh, once again, everybody that came out, it was funny. I was talking to my one boy and he asked, you know, how my party was. And I was like, yeah, you know, the, the one on Saturday was dope. And, you know, we had another one on Sunday. He's like, damn, man, you had a two day birthday party. And like, you know, I did it. It was just dope. Like I said, Kevin Schaefer, you know, coming out. We saw some Frank Lanza sightings. Um, you know, a lot of the, the homies that, you know, really, you know, I, I really love and care about, they came in and showed out and, um, you know, it was just very humbling again to, you know, it's something when I come here on this podcast and, you know, deliver the show to you guys each and every week. Um, and you know, I'm very humbled by each and every one of you guys that continue to, uh, come on. And then also the new uh, viewers and subscribers as well too. But, you know, it's something when you have people in person, you know, showing you that um, that uh, gratitude and that appreciation for the things that you do on an everyday basis. And, you know, that's how I felt. I felt like the most special person, man, to, you know, from going golfing that Thursday, like I said before, um, to, to Friday night going out, Saturday and Sunday having a nice party at the crib, my mom cooking food, my sister coming from Baltimore. So, you know, all the things just seemed to align together to have everybody that cared and that wanted to be there be there. And, you know, I think that, you know, especially when you're talking about, you know, birthdays and, you know, how can I say, celebrating or highlighting, you know, yourself, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it becomes maybe just as special when you have people around you to, to share that with you. And um, like I said, I felt like so full, my heart felt so full and, you know, I felt great to be able to just, you know, share the, the good times with my friends and family. And it just has me energized and ready to go. You know, I talked before about, you know, what are some of the things that I really wanted to do moving forward into this next year. And, you know, I definitely said that the Capmaster B uh, thing that I've been going on is definitely going to be something that I'm going to be pushing forward heavy. So once again, we went out to ECAP City today. Big shout out. Uh, to my boy Kupak, he was talking about just how um, difficult it's been for them, you know, being that uh, they're one of the few Jersey hat places that are putting out heat. And the last four weeks, even me and Say, we were trying to go there, you know, the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, Ku was telling us that, you know, shipment had uh, been slowed down and they hadn't been able to get these hats. And, you know, it sucks because, you know, ECAP City is one of those places in New Jersey that we like to rep heavy because we're all about repping, you know, the home state. And, you know, just to be able to come to the drop this week after, what, four weeks off, you know, just felt good, so good to see, like, you know, your normal crew or the normal people that you see at these drops. And then also to cop some really dope stuff. Um, once again, had a huge, huge day today on the pre-orders. Um, if you were one of the, few, uh, the people that pre-ordered with me on that ECAP City drop, thank you so much. 
And I was so happy to ship your hat out today, man. It was it was awesome. And you know, for the people out there tuned into the show that have joined in, loving the hats as well too. You know, I'm gonna show you one of the uh, the sneak peeks of one of the hats that I did cop for somebody. Shout out to my boy Q uh, up there in Chicago. But you know, he was one of the first people that hopped on board the train early for the pre-orders. So. You know, this one right here I'm going to show you is one that, you know, came out from ECAP City today. This one is the Atlanta Braves uh, really underrated patch. Here we have the Turner Field final season patch on the side, which is absolutely fire from ECAP City. And one of the things that Savion has always been on them as far as, you know, what's up with the Batermans? We want these stitched-in Batermans. They came through with the stitched-in Batterman on the back. And, you know, especially to, to uh, accent that with the cool gray on the bottom. You know, ECAP City really did their thing here with this peach hat. And, um, you know, I'm so happy to be able to, you know, hook somebody up with that. Because at the end of the day, you know, I love hooking people up with hats. And then, um, you know, I want to talk about this a little bit more um, after I get into this next reveal. But, um, you know, another one that I'm huge on. And, you know, again, I'm talking about, you know, big time business. And I love people that, you know, know how to conduct business the right way. And that place is definitely my fitteds, man. My fitteds is somebody that is on the up and coming. I'm telling you, uh, they be putting out some really, really dope fitteds. And one of the things that we always say that um, we like about my fitteds compared to these other places, you know, they're willing to do some things that not a lot of people other will do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've seen them put out some some really dope logos and different patches that we haven't seen before. But this one right here. Um, this one's going to be coming out, I think, within the next couple of weeks. I promised I wouldn't be sneak peeking this way too much. So I'm only going to, you know, just for you guys, I'm going to show off one hat from this WrestleMania pack. And again, we're talking about how, you know, dope they are as far as putting out shit that we haven't seen before. And you haven't really seen a, a WrestleMania pack or a wrestle wrestling fitted pack. I think uh, my, a hat club maybe did it once or twice. I think I had a Brett the Hitman Hart one, but, you know, it wasn't as intricate, I feel like, as this one. So this one right here, they sneak peek this. I'm going to tell you guys, shh, don't tell anybody. But here we go. We got the WrestleMania Ultimate Warrior hat with the side patch from WrestleMania 7. Yo, this is absolutely fire, guys. And when I when this drops, I'm telling you, look at the back as well, too. You got the Ultimate Warrior uh, mask in the back with the green under visor. You know how we are about getting those good greens in, man. So, yo, this one is definitely one you're going to want to check out when my fizz drops it. This one's called the Ultimate Warrior from the WrestleMania pack. Yo, absolute flames, guys. But... Again, I told you the reason why I like my fitteds a lot more so than a lot of these other places is just based off of the fact of how, you know, we could they conduct their business. And, you know, one of the things that I've pride myself on with this podcast and with Catmaster B or any one of my endeavors is, you know, I put, you know, customer service at the highest priority for myself. So, you know, you have people like Eric Rivera who continue to, you know, go out there and, and support and get hats from me. And then also, you know, on the opposite end too, you know, when you, and I, and I, and this is something, like I said, that I really pride myself on as far as being someone in the game and having access that, you know, some other people don't have, but a lot of people take advantage of that access and try and crack people. Guys, you'd be 
surprised just how much people are trying to crack in the game for these hats. I mean, you got people posting 200 $250 on these Grail and eBay accounts. It's like, bro, who the fuck is going to pay that much money for a hat, right? But then you have people like me who continue to try and put out you know, hats for people and give them the access that the bots are taking away and just their mere proximity are taking away. And, you know, I don't, you can ask anybody that's in the game and anybody that's gotten a hat from me, you know, I continue to, you know, put pins in there. I'm trying to get as many hats as I can for you guys, um, you know, going on the lines, doing the best that I can to try and, uh, you know, drop official shit for you guys. And, you know, the people that have supported and that have, you know, come payment ready, you know, it's been amazing, bro. And, you know, just the amount of relationships that I've built. I mean, like I said, you know, this guy, Eric, coming from a spot where, you know, I was selling him hats to a point where, you know, he saw one of his connections that uh, that had a hat that I didn't have in my collection. And he went out of his way to get that for me. And then somebody on a hat drop where I gave them a pin they wound up getting me a hat at a, a stadium exclusive from City Field. So it's like, you know, when you go out, you know, trying to help people, not really asking for things in return, um, it, it's really um, humbling to see what you can get back in return. And like I said, you know, just helping people out and being able to, you know, get these hats and, and build the clientele of people that I've had, you know, is really equated to very good business. And on top of that, you know, people continuously hit me up or in the DMs or are posting stuff. Um, shout out to Groovy Brims. You know, he had a great post today, posting uh, the jersey uh, pin with his hat. But, you know, when you do things the right way, you don't have to ask people to, you know, make a post like that. You know, when you do things the right way, you don't have to bang down people's door to sell your product. Peter said, you know, best, a great product sells itself. And when it comes down to this Catmaster B shit, or even with this Talk That Talk show, um, and I continue to try and put out the best, highest quality product that I can, whether it's this episode um, and whether it, you know, be the merchandise. You know, I, I've come a long way from the OG ones to now where we're, you know, talking about different articles of clothing that we're going to produce. Right. So, you know, again, you know, all of this stuff I, I go to say in that, you know, everything takes effort, but it also takes a lot of thoughtfulness and, and a care that it takes to create that product and create that high product, high quality product. So for everyone that has supported me again on this Catmaster B, and even if you've gotten a shirt from me in the Talk That Talk show, you know, just know that I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this. You know, I put the time in to go get the hats. I put the time in to talk with my, you know, person, uh, Tim, and, and try and create hot stuff. You know, I put the time in to try and create an itinerary for a show that you guys won't be bored with and that you want to share and you want to have and uh, tell your friends about. You know, everything is intentional here and everything you know, requires the energy and not just energy, but the positive energy to continue to push forward. You know, that's what is able to have me continue to make good business. Just like my boy, uh, Noto Dev here. I mean, he's, he has Tirador, um, which is an absolute killer brand. And, you know, I've just seen just the amount of, um, the care and the, the thoughtfulness and the attention to detail that he's put just to even put in great socks. I mean, you know, Anything that you want in life, whether it's, you know, a business, whether it's a job that you're seeking, you know, you got to put in the effort to get where you want to go. And that effort, you know, is not something that you can fake. 
And people, you know, out there, if they're on the other end of the spectrum, whether they're receiving a service from you or whether they're receiving a product from you, you know, they talk. And when you put out something shitty or you put up your shitty work, then people are going to talk about how shitty it was. You know, they're going to make fun of it. And I think that, you know, when you come through with your chest out proud and your, your head held high because you can sleep at night saying that you put out your best effort, you know, that's what is able to get people to continuously come back. And that's what I think that I've prided myself on with this Talk That Talk show, with Catmaster B, with anything that I put my mind to. You're going to get 110% out of me. So, guys, b good business always comes from good ethics and then also the amount of energy and effort that you put in to make that business good, right? But one of the things that we've seen who put in a lot of energy and effort was this boy Giannis Antetokounmpo. As, as much as I don't want to admit it, the man is an NBA champion, and Chris Paul has had another NBA championship eluded slip right through his hands. I mean, Chris Paul has had a lot of opportunities, and as he gets older and older, you know, you're going to start to see that those those uh, chances in the finals might start to dwindle. And we've seen how long it took him to get to that you know, that point, and we've seen. Magic Johnson, who's even gone out to say, well, he can opt out of that contract and he should go talk to LeBron James and the Lakers. You know, the options are open for Chris Paul, but I think that, you know, we can't take the light away from uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and what exactly that he's done. And what he's done is, you know, he's shown that he's brought the bully ball back, like Shaq says. And, you know, to put in 50 points in a closeout game is very, very impressive, man. Um and the crazy thing is, like my boy Noto uh, Dev says, uh, first thing he says, you can't have step in life because you'll end up getting hurt. That's a fact, man. And, and one of the things that they always say, too, is like, you know, you can't play boxing or, you know, you can't go out there timid playing football because when you go out trying not to get hurt, you will get hurt. And in that same st sense of, you know, half stepping, you know, you got to put your, your best foot forward at 110%. And what we saw is even down 0-2, Giannis still had the integrity. He still had the, the go get itness, you know, to not give up, to go out there and win a game in Phoenix when I said that I didn't think that that was going to happen. You know, you got to give credit. But we don't see too much more credit that needs to be given than to also Chris Middleton. There's plenty of times in that series where when they needed a key bucket, you know, it seemed like Chris Middleton was always the one that they wanted to have the ball in their hands. So, you know, we've seen just how much, you know, effort – and, and time in the gym can get you because here Chris Middleton was pretty much trying to, to, to play for a spot in a D-League team. He gets brought up, and now look at him, man. He's an NBA champion. Hawks says, I think the fact he didn't tear his entire knee up on that play against the Hawks is the most impressive thing from him. No way I thought he was going to come back. That's a fact. I mean, when we saw he hyperextended that knee, I thought I think we all thought that um, the Bucks were done because there's no way that the Bucks can win without Giannis. I mean, the guy put up 50 fucking points, right, in a closeout game. So it's very important that he did get through that injury, and I'm happy to see that because I think a lot of times what we're going to see also now, what some of the, th the memes that I have seen is that people are putting almost like an asterisk on that because of, you know, how Kyrie and, and um and uh, James Harden was hurt for the Brooklyn Nets. And now people are saying, like, oh, well, if the Nets were in it, you know, this, we could be talking about different finals. And that could very well, meet, very well may be the case. But 
The fact of the matter is, is that Giannis and the and the uh, Bucks they came out NBA champions, and now we're into the next year, and it's going to be very interesting to see just how much or you know just how the landscape of the NBA is going to try and go to emulate the Bucks and to emulate what they can do, and it's very hard to emulate having a six. 11, 6, 12 guy who can do what Giannis can do. And besides just going to the basket 100 miles per hour, it's not much. But he proved that without, you know, a very uh, offensive bag, you know, it proved that just energy and effort can really go out there and win some games, man. You got, like I said, Chris Paul, who was coming off the, the pick and roll like nobody's business. But then when it came time to do it, you know, he struggled a little bit in those last uh, critical games in the finals. So, you know, big ups to them. You know, I'm happy for the Bucks, even though I'm not really happy for them. But, you know, it's good to see a new team in there after we were used to the, the Warriors and the Cavs and, you know, the Heat for so long, right? But another thing that we saw that made a lot of news was that, you know, the Cleveland Indians changed their name, right? And I don't know if you guys know, but, you know, the, the Wahoo, especially in the hat community, has been something that's been very sought after. And that's the uh, the Red Indian head that they took away, I believe, was like maybe a couple of years ago. But, um, you know, not having Chief Wahoo was the first step. And now we saw that Cleveland took the next step towards, you know, rebranding themselves. And I think it was a great decision. Don't get me wrong. I just think that they had the wrong name change, right? We saw that they changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, I feel like teams make these decisions hastily without thoroughly thinking them out. And I think that's what happened here. I think when you have, you know, teams that either follow alliteration like the Chicago Cubs or, you know, or the Boston Bruins, you know, those types of teams, you know, they, they tend to market well or market better with that alliteration, right? Or you can go with the local route, right? You know, we've seen that uh, Vegas, when they had their new team, it was the Vegas Golden Knights, right? You know, trying to play on a little bit of that casino night shit or whatever. Then you had also Seattle, who tends to have, you know, that high seas or that... um you know, a lot of that off, off, offshore stuff, or a lot of uh, dock working. So they made the Seattle Kraken. You know, just little things like that to try, you know, bring the fans in or have them feel um, a part of it or, you know, get, get a connection with it. How can anybody in the, C, uh, the city of Cleveland really connect with the Guardians, right? You know, uh, Eric even says, I don't know about the logo either. You, you can bet your bottom dollar I'm not putting on a hat. That, that has, like, the Guardians with, like, the two wings and the baseball. Guys, it, it, it looks it doesn't look good at all. Uh, my boy Jeff said the Seattle Kraken hats will be tough. Yes. You know, I just wish that the NHL would go back to, um, you know, being licensed by New Era because those Fanatic hats, sometimes they aren't it, man. But, you know, getting back to the Cleveland, uh, used to be in, he's been out of the Cleveland Guardians. You know, I think that, again, at least they did a little bit more than the Washington football team because, you know, the, the, the Washington football team didn't even have the balls to just put a name on it. You know, they're still identifying as the Washington football team for another season. And one of the things we don't like is indecisive franchises. So even though we may not agree with the choice of the Cleveland Guardians, it's good that they made a decision to not just change their name, but just change something that's completely different to eradicate that whole feeling of, um, you know, cheating the, the Native Americans out of themselves or, or making a, a mockery out of them with that red logo. Because, you know, at the end of the day, 
was it and and I've had this conversation with people before and specifically old school Redskins fans where they're saying you know we've been calling them this for so long you know what's the big deal that's the biggest thing that you hear all the time but it's like what if they what if we said that with slavery right what if we're like yo you know slavery's been happening for so long just keep it man like what's the big deal you know when you have things that aren't right you have to make the changes necessary to make sure that you can make things right and, you know, even though we won't agree with the name change here, Cleveland, you did the right thing. You know, you did the right thing. But one thing that we did see in change and a team that did make some changes, we saw that the New York Mets added Rich Hill to their pitching rotation, especially with, with a team which we talk about with injuries who's been decimated with injuries. You know, it's been tough to watch the Mets play, um, you know, in late inning games. They are the most exciting team to watch from, you know, inning one to seven. But when it gets down to the eighth and ninth inning, you're like, oh, fuck, who are they going to put in, man? And one of the things that we've seen is Edwin Diaz, who hasn't done too well. I mean, he's blown, like, so many saves. And then even Seth Lugo, who did so well last year, I saw, you know, has had some struggles as well. And pitching is something that's very confident-based. And I just see Edwin Diaz out there as just someone that's, just looking to stand on his sea legs, man. I don't see someone who's out there dominating, like looking like he he wants to be out there. When you saw Pete Alonso in the home run derby, and he was bobbing his head, man. He was like, man, I'm going to hit the shit out of the ball. And I knew he was going to hit it. You know, when you go up there and you see um, Edwin Diaz up there, you're like, oh, man, I know he's going to blow this game because he just doesn't have that confidence. He doesn't look confident. You know, he's throwing meatballs down the plate, and it's like when you don't have the same velocity that you might not have, you got to look at and, and try and look at the location of the pitches and try and get some people out on, on painting those corners. And I've seen too many meatballs from him, and I know that's aside from the point. I you know, originally wanted to talk about Rich Hill coming to this team, and it's going to help out the starting pitching. Don't get me wrong. You know, he, he, at 42, we might not see him on a team next year or in the next couple of years, but he's going to be somebody that can give us a couple starts and, and help, you know, to, to get this Mets team some wins because the gap is closing here in this NL East. And, you know, I would hate to see the Mets miss out on a, on a potential pennant you know, because of this pitching. And, and I know that, you know, the deadline has come and their, their, you know, priority was trying to get some starting pitching. But, you know, if we couldn't have beefed up that bullpen, I think, you know, in the future, moving after this year, you got to get rid of Edwin Diaz. The guys, he's awful. You know, he's not worth seven, eight million, whatever they're paying him. Yeah, he, he's not um he's not it right now. You're not that guy, pal. And I think that, you know, the Mets should in this offseason please prioritize beefing up that bullpen because Jairus Familia ain't gonna cut it. Seth Lugo ain't gonna cut it right now. Loop ain't gonna cut it right now. Trevor May ain't gonna cut it. We need somebody, guys. We need somebody. And, you know, finally, you know, moving on past that. One of the funnier stories that I wanted to talk to you guys about before I get off here. And you know how everything is very COVID savvy and, you know, people are trying to go through a lot of preventative measures to try and make sure that we're doing the right things with social distancing. And one of the things that we have seen is that the Olympics have taken a little bit of a different route as far as preventing uh, or as far as, you know, enforcing, you know, social distancing. And one of the things that people don't know is, is that 
you know, when you're in the Olympics, I mean, I'm not in the Olympics, but this is just from, you know, what we've seen. But in the Olympics, you know, everyone is pretty much housed together in these different pods. It's almost like a big Olympic village where everybody's staying together. So when you have all these different people that are in the top physical shape of their life trying to get it in uh, and trying to win something for their country, you know, it could be a little stressful and, and, and to let off a little steam. You know what human beings do to let off a little bit of steam, you know? And uh, if you don't know, <laughs> if you went to sex education in high school, I'm sure you can figure out what happens when, you know, you want to let off a little bit of steam and you got a lot of good looking people around you. So one of the things that the Olympics have tried to do is they've set up cardboard box beds for the Olympians so that they won't have sex with other Olympians. How crazy is that? Can you imagine if you've put in like the, the most craziest you know, 400 meter fucking dash that you've ever had in your life. You just broke an Olympic record. Then you got to go sleep on a cardboard bed. That's crazy, yo. But these are the type of measures that have been put in place so that these Olympians can try and have a little social distancing. And I, I have to admit, it's a little bit creative as far as what they've done to prevent this. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of people, you know, are going to be doing certain things and they're not going to follow protocols. But at least the Olympics are trying to do something a little bit creative to stop people from, um, you know, or at least to enforce a little bit of social distancing. Uh, my boy Z said that's why they got the low birth rate. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. But um, I hope you guys really enjoyed this Talk That Talk show today. We got another episode wrapped up in the books. It's been a great night. Um, guys, it wouldn't be the talk that talk show without one last thing, right? And I'm gonna give you guys the review, right? So I got these for my birthday. Shout out to everyone that, yo, guys, I had some gray goose. Whoo! Frank Lons actually put me onto a little tip there. He put the gray goose in the uh Arizona green tea. Bro, that shit had me knocking, man. I tell you. I was at the end of the night gripping the pillow like this, but it felt so good. And then that Saturday night, we took it back, you know, old school and had some Bombay and lemonade. So, you know, those were two drinks that I would definitely suggest to you guys that I had over the birthday if you want to try those out. But I did get a nice case of these. I wanted to try these out. They're a little bit different. And, you know, you know I've been on this seltzer wave but here we have a different type of seltzer. We have the White Claw Iced Tea Mango, all right? So we have an iced tea-flavored seltzer, but it's a mango iced tea. And I tell you what, guys, I'm definitely interested because most times I'll, I'll have a little bit of a sneak preview before I go on the show to at least get myself ready to describe to you guys what I have. But I have not tried this yet, so you guys are going to get raw, unedited, whatever you want to call it, review of this iced tea by Seltzer White Claw. And my brother swears by these White Claws and also Doc G swears by them too. So it's, you know, like I said, it's only right that I try and uh, go after all these different Seltzers, man. Especially when you can drink six, seven, eight of them and you don't feel so full, right? So, guys, you know what I've been on. I've been on this Seltzer wave. I'm going to try this next Seltzer. This one's called the White Claw Iced Tea Mango. Shout out to Uncle Mickey. Shout out to Tom DeVico on our uh, Facebook live stream. Shout out to Vitamin Z. Ben Z Brims on the Instagram live. Jeffrey Farrell. Uh, Hawks. You know, so many people, again, that continue to, you know, tune into the show and, and help it to 
be the show that it is. So without you guys, wouldn't be here, man. So cheers up once again. About to try this White Claw Mango Iced Tea. Let's see how it is. I have to say, man, I do like the iced teas a little bit more than the regular seltzers. And the reason why I'll say that is because sometimes with the seltzers, um, it can be fizzy. Like, it can feel like you have that fizz and it's coming in a little bit, um, you know, um, what's, what's the the carbonation? You know, you, you can feel it. But I feel like this the carbonation with this iced tea mango is very light. So I could definitely drink it a little bit more than I normally would in, in just a sip. So, and it it's also tastes good too. The mango's not too much. I feel like you know, especially when you have like an Arizona can, like a mango Arizona can, the mango is you know it's thick and, it, and it's right in your face. This is just a light enough hint of it, so that you can still feel like you're having a seltzer without feeling like you're going all in with the tea. So once again, this is the White Claw Iced Tea Mango. I'm gonna definitely give this, I'd say, a strong eight out of ten because it's pretty good. <sighs> yep, well, this is the Talk That Talk show. Talk that talk. Thank you so much for tuning in every single Friday night at eight thirty Eastern Time. Uh, big shout out to my boy Timmy Hugo over at Ink Parlor. We had a big win over him in bowling. It was so great to have, you know, put again, we talk about putting our best foot forward. And, you know, in a night where, you know, he shot 900, I was still able to shoot 822 myself. And, you know, with my brother behind us as well, too. You know, we had a tough match, and it's, it feels good when you, you're competing with someone else at a high level and you get the outcome that you want. Um, because we've, we've competed before, but you know, we've come into a buzzsaw sometimes. So to be able to come out on top, you know, that was a good win and that, that felt good, man. So, you know, once again, shout out to Timmy Hugel for a great match. You know, if you guys need him for, you know, building your own personal brand, please hit him up at Ink Parlor. This guy is absolutely fantastic. Also want to give a shout out to my boy, Joe Snow Maria over at New York Life, helping people to get their financial freedom daily. Please hit them up, guys, and they'll put you on the right path. Also want to give a big shout-out to my boy, um, Jeff, over at Air We Are, helping people to, you know, pretty much get their heating and air conditioning needs fixed, you know, especially when it's getting hot. Guys, it's getting hot. It's, it's, it's almost at the peak of the summertime. You don't want to have that AC unit out. Hit him up, and he will make sure that everything will be A-OK -okay for you. And then finally want to give a big shout-out to my boy Savion over at Skydive Socks. He's, you know, got some dope shit. I, I was able to, you know, pair it with some of the stuff that I'm going to be rocking with uh, the Talk That Talk show soon. So, you know, he's got a great product, and he's, he's going to, you know, continuously put out hot stuff. So please check him out over at Skydive Socks. Guys, you can always check us out at our website, talkthattalkshow.com. Also, check us out on underscore Talk That Talk Show on Instagram. Check us out on YouTube. Please subscribe. All right? A lot of people ask, you know, where else can we go to see all the episodes besides just on your uh, website? Go to the YouTube channel, Talk That Talk Show um, Talk That Talk Show on YouTube. You know, we got all the videos there. Uh, you can go back to some of the old episodes. Please subscribe and check us out through there. All right? We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Facebook, you name it. Just go out there. The information's there for you. All we need you to do is hit that download, hit that subscribe button, 
And I promise you that every single Friday night, you'll have the highest quality episode of the Talk That Talk show that you'll be able to listen to, all right? Me and my uh, Daybreaker Mets hat club hat are going to go out of here. Hopefully, we have some good luck tomorrow on that mint condition drop. But, um, you know, shout out to everybody that continues to tune into this show. I love you all. And, yo, continue to believe in this Talk That Talk show because we're going to continue to come each and every week. Love you all. See you next Friday.